Joining us on the program today, we have Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell. Lieutenant Governor, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate the time. Well, we just uh, wrapped up a Labor Day weekend, and uh, let's talk about uh, uh, the tourism side of things, since uh, that's kind of what you what you do. And uh, I know a lot of folks were out and about uh, uh, this this, uh, this last weekend. You know, they really were. I mean, Labor Day kind of kicks off for us really the fall uh, time frame. I, I know the heat is is certainly still uh, still out there, uh, but you know, really kicks off for us kind of one of the strongest uh, tourism periods of the year for us, and that's really the fall moving into the winter months here in Oklahoma. No doubt. We know uh, the lakes were full, and uh, the weather was great, and uh, people are are still now just trying to get out a little bit. Well, they really are. Good luck finding a a boat these days, or an RV for that matter. Uh, RV sales are an all-time high in this country. Boat sales uh, all-time high in this country. Uh, you know, people are getting outside again, uh, and and some of that, yes, was fueled because of COVID. Uh, we're looking to sustain that outdoor recreational growth because that really helps a lot of small business owners, uh, a lot of our rural towns, uh, you know, as much or more than our urban towns, uh, of making sure Oklahomans and, and really states around us understand that, you know, Oklahoma's outdoors are always open. Uh, we have some of the best lakes in the country, uh, some of the best state parks in the country, and we need to be telling other states that, too, so they come to Oklahoma and they spend their sales tax dollars. You know, uh, Oklahoma's got, don't they have, uh, the state has the most man-made lakes in the country, I think. That's what I saw recently. Yeah, we do. We have more man-made, more man-made lakes than any other state in the country, and which means there are, a lot of them are, are cleaner and, uh, than a lot of other states' lakes. Uh, we can do a lot of recreation on those lakes as well. Uh, so, again, I, I think the time is right. Uh, to, to, to really be promoting our state parks and our lakes more. Uh, we are investing in our state parks right now more than we have in multiple in, in many, many decades. Uh, so if you visit any of our state parks, you'll see new bathroom facilities, new lodges, uh, updated trails as well. Uh, you know, those are things that uh, taxpayers should expect good services uh, at our state parks. And I think we were uh, unfortunately accepting mediocrity as a state. I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, we're going to expect top ten state parks. Talk about the updates going on at, at Quartz Mountain. I know that's a really huge project. Yeah, Quartz Mountain was, was our largest project uh, this year, uh, our largest state park project. We, we invested $10 million uh, so far into Quartz Mountain Lodge. Uh, it's our anchor state park there in southwest Oklahoma. Uh, if you haven't been out to Quartz Mountain uh, recently, you need to go. Uh, it's one of our largest uh, lodges when it comes to rooms available. Uh, we have over 100 uh, hotel rooms out there. Uh, so I just cut the ribbon on that about a couple months ago, and uh, we, we're looking, uh, we're, we're, we're really pacing for really record uh, sales this fall at Quartz Mountain Lodge. Uh, any uh, chances that a golf course might uh, reopen down there? You know, it might. You know, we're taking a look at that. Uh, it hasn't been open in about three years. Uh, so the longer, you know, the longer a golf course goes not being open, it's it's harder and harder for us to open it. So, um, you know, one of the things that we're looking at when it comes to, you know, our golf courses or really any sort of, you know, recreational opportunity at a state park is public-private partnerships. You know, us working with the private sector, uh, it's how we are putting new restaurants in, inside our state parks. Uh, that was a, 
uh, an RFP process that we went uh, we we did uh, to partner with the private sector uh, to do some of those things. I mean, I, I think that is a very smart and conservative way uh, to make our state parks better. Is hey, let's partner with people that already do this and do it well. Uh, and so we're having some of those conversations so that we can help save uh, restaurants and help save. Uh, some of our golf courses that we have inside our state parks. You mentioned uh, some of the small town uh, festivals, and I think those are kind of winding down now, but uh, we certainly have a number of the, in this region. Uh, the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival just wrapped up, and they were really happy with uh, the results of, of that event. Oh, absolutely. You know, those fall festivals uh, in our rural towns, uh, you know, re- really help raise a lot of the sales tax that is needed uh, for the year for a lot of those towns. Uh, you know, that, that sales tax pays for our police and fire, and uh, we support police and fire in Oklahoma, unlike other states. Uh, we, we have their back here in Oklahoma. Well, if we're going to have their back, then we better, we better be creating sales tax revenue in our towns uh, because that's how, we, uh, that's how cities help pay for those services. Uh, so whether it be a watermelon festival, uh, Robert's Cave Fall Festival, one of the largest festivals in the country, uh, is is coming up here very soon as well. We have a couple uh, balloon festivals as well. Uh, so there's multiple festivals happening across the state every weekend uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, and we're really telling Oklahomans, keep those sales tax dollars local. Go out and support those festivals before you go to Arkansas or Texas or any of these other states. I can give you 100 different things to do this weekend right here in Oklahoma. Yeah, and uh, there's the tour. I'm sure there's a website folks can go to to find out uh, where they can go. Uh, and I know some of the TV stations like to promote, like, uh, trips on a tank full. We've got uh, the fall uh, leave changes out in Tahlequah coming up here real soon, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, the Talamina Drive, yeah. uh, one of the most scenic drives kind of in the area. you got to go hit uh, Talamina into Tahlequah, McAllister area. Uh, but, yeah, travelok.com is really a one-stop shop uh, for anybody looking to do anything in Oklahoma. Uh, download the free app on your phone. Uh, I know we, you know, we, we, we have those phones constantly with us, right? So download our free app just uh, on any of the social media platforms, uh, travelok.com app. Uh, and you can build out on itinerary, whether it's Route 66 or uh, the Chisholm Trail, uh, any of our amazing museums that we have. We have uh, for arguably the most um, most um, uh, exciting new museum opening in the country is, is the first Americans Museum uh, right there in Oklahoma City uh, that opens in about uh, one week uh, that honors uh, and celebrates our 39 uh, tribes inside the state of Oklahoma. That is a bucket list type of uh, uh, museum that's going to be open in just a short week. And there was uh, that was such a big effort, uh, and I know a lot of folks didn't never thought it might uh, come to be. Uh, this was, what, 20 years in the making and uh, yeah. didn't think it was going to happen, that it was, that it wasn't, and now here it is and uh, ready to open its doors. Well, it is. And it truly is kind of a pilgrimage type of, of museum experience. I mean, the, you're going to have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people every year visiting that museum. Well, and guess what? Chickasha is right down the, right down the road. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of people coming to that museum that are going to be then looking at what, they can do around the state of Oklahoma. Uh, and so those are people that, yes, are coming to Oklahoma City, but they'll travel an hour. Uh, they'll, try, they'll, they'll travel a couple hours uh, outside of Oklahoma City, and, and 
that's really the domino effect that we're looking for. We're, we're looking for people uh, that come to Oklahoma not just for one day, but they turn it into a, a three-day weekend. Uh, and if you do that, then you, you, you start getting into a lot of our more rural areas, and that's really what tourists are looking for today anyway, uh, is, is a small town uh, with, you know, uh, that still does America right, has some amazing restaurants, which Chickasha has, uh, and some agritourism opportunities uh, with a large city that's just an hour or two away. Right, and uh, not just Chickasha, but throughout the region, uh, you know, Duncan and Lawton and and Adarco, all with the great events uh, happening from time to time throughout the year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Wichita Mountains aren't going anywhere, right? That's right. Uh, you know, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Medicine Park, and uh, which is just an amazing, uh, fast, very fast-growing tourism area in the state of Oklahoma. Duncan uh, kind of has it all. So, yeah, I mean, we, we want to make sure that when people are coming in or flying into the state of Oklahoma that they know all about all of these amazing towns uh, that are just an hour or two outside of Tulsa or Oklahoma City. And that helps, again, that helps with the tax base uh, in those in those small towns. And I will be tenacious about that uh, as lieutenant governor, making sure people know there's 77 counties and not just two. Let's uh, turn our attention to uh, our National Guard troops that were dispatched to uh, Louisiana. Of course, uh, uh, always there to help out in any crisis. And I think, what, about 500 soldiers uh, sent to help in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida? Yes, we did. Yeah, I can't say enough great things about our National Guard here in Oklahoma. Uh, they've been such a lifesaver to us through uh, COVID as well. Uh, you know, they set up our emergency uh, center uh, where the governor and I had daily briefings uh, early on in the COVID, uh, COVID situation. They're still actively involved uh, in our COVID uh, operation here in Oklahoma. Uh, whenever they are called on, they are ready. Uh, and they have been such a huge help um, uh, with us here in Oklahoma, uh, and for us to be able to send those um, uh, that National Guard in other states and help as well, um, it um, uh, we are happy to do it uh, when there is a need. Let's uh, let's uh, talk about some things happening at the state capitol. Uh, a number of uh, interim studies uh, are getting underway here, and uh, state lawmakers are trying to make some plans already for. Uh, the spring of 2022. Yeah, it's going to be here before we know it. You know, the legislative session uh, will be in February, so pretty much right after the holidays. Uh, but those legislators really never stop. Uh, you know, they're doing interim studies right now, uh, looking at uh, bills that they may need to uh, be writing uh, for next session. And, and a lot of the talk right now and a lot of the attention and work, there's a lot of work going on on this right now, is really that American Relief Act uh, the ARPA, and for short, ARPA dollars, uh, the state of Oklahoma is getting uh, billions of dollars. Every state is getting uh, a, a distribution of federal dollars to help with COVID relief operations. Uh, and these are dollars that can be invested. Uh, they'll be invested in our communities across the state of Oklahoma. Uh, infrastructure needs, you know, whether it be broadband, uh, roads, roads, and bridges, um, uh, small business relief funds, uh, businesses that have been adversely affected by COVID. Uh, so, you know, these are these ARPA dollars or American Relief Act dollars really is, in a lot of ways, our new deal. Uh, it's kind of a modern-day new deal. And so we want to make sure those dollars are spent wisely uh, on things that are going to, you know, the one-time expenses. Uh, we don't want to spend those dollars on something that's going to uh, create a, a reoccurring expense. But there's a lot of investment opportunities, uh, investing in infrastructure, 
uh, around the state of Oklahoma that we uh, we look forward to uh, investing in to help communities uh, all across our 77 counties. And you mentioned broadband, and there's a really big big push for rural Oklahoma for for improved broadband services. Well, really is, and and you know we're we're working on that on on really a daily basis right now, uh, making sure that we have a plan uh, for rural broadband, working with uh, our our Indian nations as well. Uh, they're investing in that. So a combination between our state government, uh, our sovereign nation governments, uh, and the federal uh, dollars that are flowing into the state to specifically be spent on those issues, you know, we feel very optimistic. Uh, that we will be in a much better, a different position when it comes to rural broadband a year ago, a year from now than we are right now. I know Congressman Frank Lucas and I think uh, Tom Cole too are are certainly uh, working toward getting some additional federal dollars uh, or to make sure uh, that uh, there's some dollars set aside to help with that project. Oh, they absolutely are. Yeah, this is a this is a project that we're working with the federal government on, and that means our uh, that means Congressman Cole, Congressman Lucas, and the rest of our federal delegation across the state. Uh, we're working hand in glove with them right now on that issue. Uh, any particular things you'll be uh, working on in, in the interim as far as some of the some of the interim studies? Yeah, you know, we, we will specifically be looking at the marketing dollars. Um, one of the interim studies is. You know, uh, the marketing dollars that we spend in the state of Oklahoma, very limited dollars. You know, how do we, how do we get our biggest, the biggest bang for our buck um, when it comes to advertising the state of Oklahoma, whether it be uh, advertising that this is a great place to start a business. Uh, we already know it's the best place to raise a family, but we need businesses around the country uh, recognizing that this is the most business-friendly state in the country, and they should be doing business here, uh, as well as visiting the state of Oklahoma. Um, because again, as we kind of talked there at the at the beginning, when it came to, when it comes to tourism, it's one of the best tools in our toolbox uh, to get people to the state of Oklahoma. Then people see how great of a state we have here, uh, and then they may want to retire here, relocate their family here, uh, or their business here. And uh, we want to be having those conversations, but it's difficult to do that without them visiting the state first. Uh, so we're going to be looking at best practices, what other states are doing uh, that's working. Uh, and maybe some things that we should be uh, matching or, uh, and, and working on here in the state when it comes to marketing the state in a positive way. You mentioned uh, bringing more business uh, to the Sooner State and um, a big push in the last, well, in the last year or so with, uh, you know, trying to get Tesla to uh, locate to Tulsa. We know that Austin, Texas won that, but we did get some residual from that, did we not? Yeah, we did. We, we got another electric car company, Canoe, uh, that uh, is, you know, a couple thousand jobs in northeast Oklahoma um, because Oklahoma really is on a lot of people's radars now. Uh, I firmly believe uh, and very optimistic that uh, over the next year we'll have more job announcements. Uh, Oklahoma really is on the rise uh, when it comes to a state that uh, international companies looking to reshore operations uh, or other companies in other anti-business states really just kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, and are looking for a more friendly state. Well, we have that here in Oklahoma. Uh, so we are aggressively talking to companies every day. Uh, but it really starts with companies that are already in Oklahoma. You know, I'd say 80% of the time uh, of our, our, our Commerce Department's time is spent on companies inside of Oklahoma already, helping them grow, uh, making sure that we uh, give them as much attention as they need, companies that have 
and families that have decided to raise their families here already, uh, we want to make sure that they are a priority, uh, help them grow, and uh, make sure that they are happy working and, and operating inside the state of Oklahoma. One issue that's uh, really come to attention over the last few months is uh, the uh, medical marijuana growing operations, but some of the illicit companies that are, are growing some illicit product in um, a fine line between those two, it seems like sometimes. But uh, I know working on trying to make some changes there. Yeah, we are. We are looking to make some changes, and really from an enforcement perspective. Uh, we, we, we don't want bad actors operating here in Oklahoma. Um, when it comes to the medical marijuana industry that we have here, uh, it, it really was, in a lot of ways, the wild, wild west. Uh, we're well aware of that, uh, putting rulemaking in place very quickly uh, after that bill was signed into law. Uh, so it, 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 the, the people in Oklahoma overwhelmingly uh, voted to have a medical marijuana industry. want to be uh, a legal industry. Uh, but it is, it is quickly becoming one of the biggest issues for farmers and ranchers inside the state of Oklahoma. Uh, a lot of headaches for them. Uh, we're looking to address that and make sure that it's enforced, this industry is enforced, uh, moving forward inside the state of Oklahoma. Got to talk about the energy industry that looks like it's uh, on a bit of a comeback. It is. You know, thankfully, the price of oil is going up. It's going in the right direction. Uh, our oil and gas industry uh, will, uh, I firmly believe, always be one of the backbones of, of our economy here in Oklahoma. We need it. Uh, we want to get more diversified as an economy. Uh, the aerospace industry uh, is, is one of the hottest industries inside our state right now. Um, all the uh, engineering jobs that come with it, we want those jobs. And so uh, we're, we're really bold on the aerospace industry in Oklahoma, and really Oklahoma being a, a premier state for aerospace growth. Uh, but our oil and gas industry will, will, will be uh, one of the backbones, if not the main backbone, here in Oklahoma. And that price of oil is something we're watching, uh, not on a weekly basis, but a daily basis. Uh, and we're trying to work with those oil and gas companies in Oklahoma to make sure they have what they need, uh, and that it's a posi- they have a positive experience working with Oklahoma, but also a business-friendly environment for that oil and gas industry. And uh, a different uh, form of uh, tourism, so to speak, I guess. Uh, the Oklahoma Film Commission has really uh, picked it up a couple of notches over the last uh, three or four years. Yeah, it really has. The you know, film industry uh, is really going places. We, we have 40 to 50 films right now in the queue, is what we call it, uh, that are wanting to be filmed inside the state of Oklahoma. Uh, you know, we're, we're right in the middle of the country. Uh, we have 12 different ecosystems in Oklahoma. Uh, so, you know, the film companies really like filming here. Uh, we're building up our crew base in Oklahoma, so this is creating a real industry in Oklahoma. It's not just people filming here and then leaving anymore. Uh, they're able to hire people inside the state of Oklahoma, and that's what we want. You know, We want to be putting Oklahomans to work, uh, and they're going to be able to work across film sets all across Oklahoma uh, in the future for sure. Any chance you've met uh, Matt Damon or Robert De Niro or any of those uh, popular Hollywood actors when they've been in the state? You know, I, I did not get yeah. to meet uh, Matt Damon, but I did meet uh, Martin Scorsese, uh, wow. one of the you know uh, more more famous uh, living directors today. Uh, when he was filming, he's filming Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, which you, you read that book; it's an amazing book. But uh, uh, they're filming that movie right now in Northeast Oklahoma, the Pahuska uh, area, and uh, they will spend over a hundred million dollars inside the state of Oklahoma in about six months. 
uh, I will take that deal. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, for them to be good at spending that kind of money. Uh, it's the largest film production in state history, and uh, I think it will stay that way for a while. But uh, anytime anybody wants to come spend $100 million inside the state, uh, take it. I know our hotels and restaurants will take it, too. Uh, uh, high, college sports are back now with the uh, football back, and the Oklahoma City Thunder will be uh, opening up the season here real soon. So getting into that time of year where people are wanting to get out and go watch some games, whether it's football or basketball, I said high school football, that's a big deal too. Well, it is. I mean, sports, sports tourism is, is tourism too, and, and that is money that's circulating in our economy. Uh, you know, I mean, just look at the statistics that you know, that OU and OSU share about how much money they make on a on a Saturday when they have a home game. Uh, it's real. Uh, those towns rely upon those dollars as well. Uh, and so we are. We're looking forward to uh, more Oklahomans getting out there. I mean, my gosh, there's a there's a health benefit, a mental health benefit too, of just college football season being back. I think people are in a better mood in Oklahoma when when we got college football, especially when they win. That's right, especially when they win. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell joining us on the program today. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. I appreciate the time.